Hello and welcome to the GemCast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I am joined by Elaine Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kate Tempest Bradford. In season three, episode five, Homeland Heartland, Gem and the Holograms along with Dance travel to Yugoslavia to star in a play. When Dance finds connections to her mother, the holograms are put into danger as enemies of Dance's mother's past emerge. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime Synergy. Episode 58, written by Carla Conway. Carla Conway. Is this a first for her? First writing credit? I don't remember. Eh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this is a great episode. Good job, Carla. Yes, it's it, I, I, it's nice finally getting a bit of a focus and backstory on dancing. There are lots of emotions that run wild in this episode, so it'll be interesting to hear your two takes on whether or not this was a good episode and whether or not the background into dances past was told properly and if it did the character justice that remains to be seen the episode this week opens while jim and the holograms are going to yugoslavia and oh i should actually you know what let me just tell the listeners what's happening so starting with this week's episode this is going to be and this is a bit of a change uh, until we're actually done this season, but you'll probably know that the this podcast is scripted. I usually spend quite a bit of time every week writing scene-by-scene scene show notes, which are up on our website, which you can follow along if you decide to watch Jem uh, while listening to this podcast or whatnot. But just because of my time constraints with all of my projects that I'm working on and going back to school full-time, in September, I'm just realistically not going to be able to dedicate numerous hours to writing and, you know, the notes for this podcast. So I am just going to kind of wing it through this episode like you guys have done. And you guys did a really, uh, on numerous occasions, have done an excellent job when I was around. So I'm hoping that uh, we can kind of still keep things somewhat organized and not make it a complete mess it's gonna be great because you know we we love winging it we do alina and i we don't always like completely wing it like like we'll have like some show notes but sometimes we just wing it and it's great because more impromptu stuff is just hilarious yeah i think it'll be good i'm excited i've appreciated the work that you've put into to writing such comprehensive notes and stuff but i think it'll be good well, thank you. I, I think it'll be okay as well. I mean, it's it's kind of sad because I, I know it's, I, I realize, I'm fully aware that I'm putting the pressure on myself to do it. But I think there's a, you know, there's, it was certainly a good exercise in at least being able to prove to myself that I could actually script that, um, the script the podcast and, and, and make it sound professional because I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot more of that anyways as I sort of venture into the world of terrestrial radio and a lot of the stories in radio are are always written um, so I think it was kind of a good practice for me to sort of get into that mindset of actually 
writing uh, content and stuff like that for storytelling. So, uh, but but I think it'll be okay. I think the spontaneity of not having a pre-written podcast should be interesting. I mean, you know, just listening to the episodes that the two of you have done before without me, I've, I've always laughed my ass off. So, so we'll see. Tee-hee. All right, yeah. so we've gotten that out of the way. So let's just dive right into this episode as the holograms are on the plane on their way to Yugoslavia. And of course, they, they land at the airport. So I'm going to try not to do... You know what? I'm going to restrain myself for do, from doing accents in this episode. Some of them <laughs> sounded... I, I don't really know what an accurate accent is for someone who's from Yugoslavia slash Croatia. I mean, so I feel I, like the direction was like, try to sound sort of Russian. Yeah. yeah I feel like That's that was the direction. I was thinking too, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, whether or not it's accurate, hmm, but was any accent accurate in the 80s on television? Probably not that many of them. And so it's all right. So yeah, so the, the accent, hmm. but I do want to like, what I find interesting, so when they're on the plane and they're talking about, oh, we're going to Yugoslavia, we're going to do this thing, and and Dance is all excited. She's like, I'm going back to the land of my mother's birth. And then we have this like weird exposition where Aja's like, I'm concerned about Dance because her mother disappeared so long ago. And does she really think that she's going to find her mother here? And Kimber's like, no, I don't think that she thinks that, but I think that she thinks this thing. And I was like, wow, that was okay. We just got all that exposition like right out in the middle because... You know, Alex had said before we started recording that he didn't remember that Dance had foster parents. And it was something I think maybe was mentioned like at the very first episode where we saw Dance, but it's never been like a huge thing that they've mentioned before. So I feel like whether or not they had decided anything about Dance, I feel like they may have decided that her mother was like this great ballet dancer from Yugoslavia in the 70s like right before they did this episode <laughs> it's quite the backstory i mean holy holy moly like oh yeah we're gonna have you know her her mom is gonna be from a war-torn country and like i don't know it was very intense i guess it's all very political yeah yeah the backstory the backstory political. stuff like, yes so that uh, now i feel i don't feel as bad now that I completely forgot about this. It has been a long time, has it not? Since yeah, it they've has. really I mean, since the introduction to the character. Yeah, and it was it as far as I can remember, it was super, super brief. It wasn't you know, it was just like this I do this because, you know, I grew up in foster care and that was it. So I don't think that they really went into it a whole lot. Yeah, and, and even they did mention that her name was Giselle Dvorak. So I guess from the beginning they at least had some kind of idea of where she came from, but yet, like, it was literally right at the very first episode and then never really mentioned again. Okay, so the plane lands, right? Anton and Milich. And some guy comes along, right? Now, Anton, who meets them, he's like some, you know, government artistic attache guy, you know, from Yugoslavia, and he's like, oh, we have a car. And can we just talk about the animation for this car for a minute? <laughs> The yeah, animation, the t- like this whole car. episode was the C-team. Yeah, the C-team so definitely, bad. definitely animated this episode. But, like, they put him in a car, and, like, the car on the outside doesn't even look like a limousine, but on the inside, there's, like, 12 people in this uh-huh. car. Because <laughs> it's, it's, like, huge. the holograms, Rio, dance, video, plus this guy, and the driver, <laughs> they all fit in this car. 
it was a Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love the terrible animation of the car. But then I also love how this guy, Anton, you know, they, so they've come all the way to Zagreb to go to the Zagreb Ballet and to film something with dance dancing around. Mm-hmm. And he tells him in the car, he's like, well, in order to film at the Zagreb Ballet, you're going to have to, you know, convince this guy, Victor, and I'm like, this couldn't have been mentioned before they got on a plane. I was just going to gonna say, could you not have made the, a phone call? You just, you're going right? to spend all this money flying to this country with the expectation that you're going to shoot this expensive video. And it, all of it is riding on some guy's approval. Dude, you get the approval before you go. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, it's no small thing probably to have gone to Yugoslavia in the late 80s. You know, so I'm like, um, why are we just mentioning this now? Because television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of questions this whole episode, to be honest. Oh, let's get to them. <laughs> so, I mean, right from the get-go, I mean, when when they get to the ballet, they're introduced to Victor, uh, what's his last name? Victor Krosach. And immediately, like, they set the tone. This this guy, there's something off about him. He's not, he's not really a nice guy. Right. But he also sort of fits into the stereotype of the Eastern European ballet artistic di- director. Yeah, director, ballet yeah. artistic director guy. Because, you know, he's praising the man, Stefan, Stefan. Stefan, I think it's Stefan. Yeah. And, you know, he he's like, that's a beautiful grand jeté. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And so then the girls in the company start to do their thing. And he just yells at them. He tells them that they look like a pack of elephants instead of a flock of swans. I'm like, you are just terrible. Um, And, and yeah, so I think it's just like he, he fits, he slides right into some stereotypes right there. And that was like a very quick and easy way to like get him right into stereotype land. And so does the prima ballerina. Yeah, she also fits in. I don't even remember what her name was because like it was only mentioned once, Vera or something like that. And she's like, "Oh, those Amer- they they are excited about the Americans coming." I'm like, "Oh God, everybody hates Americans." Uh, yeah, Europe, speaking of stereotypes too. I mean, on top of that, he's he's just like this big American hating guy. Like, J- like I mean, let's be real. He probably hasn't listened to the music of Gem and the Holograms, and he's just dis- totally dismissing them as valid musicians as artists and he you know and he's like americans they they're dedicated to nothing you know and it's just like oh come on it's just it's hilarious is what it is but you know as always something comes up that makes everybody change their minds about everything and this time it's dance's face yes and there's obviously victor seems to be kind of shocked at how eerily similar she looks to her mother Nadia and I guess she um, dances never met her mother so when they show what she looks like you know it's kind of shocking and Victor seems to clearly have this past with her but we don't really know at this point what it is Victor is creepy I'm just throwing that out there creepy oh he's throwing the creepy vibes pretty early on yeah I mean Rio always is like oh that guy's a creep look what he's doing but at least Rio's right this time but what what makes it like clear that Victor is super creepy from the start is the way that he just immediately starts touching dance without her permission yeah I will be your guide oh god I mean like yeah he's just he he cannot stop laying hands on her and it was very I was much like 
I'm going to reach to the screen and smack you, Victor. Like, get your hands off of her. Yeah. And it was just immediate. And it's interesting because, you know, back in the late 80s, there wasn't a lot of cultural conversation about that kind of thing about, you know, consent and, you know, whether or not you should touch a person and all these things. But even back then... They were like, let's just have him start touching her right away because he's creepy. And that's one of the ways that we're going to show that he's creepy. Yeah, I feel like they had to lay it on somehow like extra thick because, I mean, this is a kid show, too. And I think this is uh, right or wrong. I think this is a common thing that you see in cartoons that are, you know, targeted at at a young audience is that everything has to be overly explained. All the characters have to be this exaggerated version of whatever they're going to be because kids won't really understand. And if they're trying to sort of drive this, this moral home, then they have to like exaggerate these, these villains, right? Everyone's kind of like either one way or the other. It's everything's black and white. Maybe, but I actually don't feel like Victor's character is all that out of place. Um, I, and then maybe it's because there were just a lot of Eastern European villains in things in the eighties. And I feel like he just sort of slides right in there with the rest of them. Um, cause it, it didn't seem particularly over the top to me I, other than the fact that, like he's terrible and creepy and ridiculous, but there, I don't know. I feel like he's, there are plenty of men who do act like that. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so, that I won't argue with at, yeah, at so all. I don't know. I feel like. It, it maybe it was laid on a little bit thick, but I don't think it was laid on abnormally thick. I, you know, honestly, it's this episode is, if anything, more complex than you usually get with Gem of the Holograms episodes because, like, there's all these overtones that I remember sort of getting as a kid, but not completely getting as a kid. But you know, just like as we were talking about earlier, like the whole political thing. Like, this is a very political thing for them to be going to Yugoslavia in the late '80s. Well. I do want to talk about Stefan, though, because Stefan's a hottie. And, and uh, yeah, so we get introduced to Stefan. So he's the principal dancer in this ballet, is he not? And yeah. dance is already smitten with him. Like, they just lock eyes the moment they see each other. They share a soul. And do they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, all right. Can, so you want to talk noticed? about Stefan. So, so what is it about Stefan? I mean, he's just great. I just wish that we had more of Stefan. But also, isn't it hilarious how every, almost every time they go to Europe, Dance hooks up with some other dude uh-huh. that she like immediately, immediately gets like, like, I have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a thing with her, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it, that's fine. So, it's fine. What I what I don't appreciate, and what we will talk about later, is how it seems like they always ascribe it to love. Um, and I don't know. It's 2016. It's much later now. Well, they're young, but, and it's you know. Well, it's for little girls, and little girls are supposed to exactly be romantic and fall in love, but. I don't know. I'd like to see see a show where it's like, yeah, we hooked up and it w- it was okay, but like we're not necessarily in love, and that's okay too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, we'll get there. So this mansion that, and I don't know, it's not clear to me if Victor owns it or if it just belongs to the ballet company. But you get to see you get you know all these photos of all these past dancers who are immortalized, 
in this building and Oh, he's, I think they're in the ballet. They're still so in the ballet this building. Is, yeah. This is the building where the ballet I is. I think so okay. too, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. huge, huge mansion. And Victor is already shitting on Stephanie. He's like, yeah, he's okay. Effectively, he's saying, like, yeah, he's okay, but he's nothing compared to this one woman that I once knew, you know. Yeah. It, and then, of course, he... Un- like, yeah, behind <laughs> yeah, a curtain unveils. with this holy system that's intricate, like... He prepared was, for that moment. It was... The curtains part, and you see this, you know, beautiful painting of... Nadia Dvorak. Well, it says Dvorak, but they pronounce it Dvorak or something like that. That's because it is Dvorak. It is? I mean, once again, we have silly American spellings of things, but it's Dvorak. Dvorak. Okay, so let's go with that. And she looks strikingly like dance minus the funky hair color. I was trying to think. So, well, all the women on the show look the same, so. Yeah. Well, he's because I was going to say if you hadn't told me that, then sure. Victor's not particularly friendly, but he does seem to have a change of heart when he realizes in that moment after the unveiling uh, that that dance or Giselle, which is her real name, uh, is the daughter of Nadia. Well, no, no, he. I mean, I think he grokked it when he first saw her face. I mean, that's the reason why he suddenly was like, oh, the Americans can totally come into our ballet and do whatever they want because that woman over there looks like that woman I used to love. And, and, you know, him and that Vera chick were both like, no, it can't be. It's like, yes, it can because (laughs) no, dear. And so, yeah, when he did the unveiling, she's like, mother, he's like, it's true. Like he knew it in his heart. He knew it in Mm -hmm. his very soul. That that was Nadia's daughter. I've, you know, and at first I saw, I thought in this scene here, like, why is he, why is Victor trying to be so charming? You know, suddenly he gives permission to Gem and the Holograms to to use the the people of the ballet in this music video that they want to film tomorrow, which is very short notice. And I mean, even Rio notices. Like, I wonder what his angle is. Why is he laying on the charm? And then, of course, you know, I realized it later as, as we go on. Why? Uh, that is the case, but uh, you know, Jem seems to be concerned about this too. Well, yeah, but I, Alex, you're telling me you didn't realize at that moment that he must have known her mother. No, no, I I knew he knew her, but I wasn't. I still wasn't entirely clear why he's giving permission to the band to record here and use some of the some of the dancers in this in this music video he, he still could have been like no i don't I, I you know he has this very strong opinion from the get-go about how much he has distaste for americans in general and how gem the holograms they're not real musicians it's not real art so suddenly he, he changes his mind so i, I it wasn't really I, clear to me i feel no no, no go, go ahead Aline. well i just feel like alex that this this tv show has failed to train you for this moment <laughs> Because I'm, like, it's like I'm shocked every is, every episode. Three, right, we're almost yeah. done this series, and I'm still being surprised. Because I mean, if there's anything that we have learned from this TV show, it's that the face of a pretty woman can change any person's mind, or at least get them to do things that they didn't want to do. As you know, as long as that woman like smiles at them or something. Like how many times have people been like, I'm not gonna do that, and then Jem walks in, they're like, Oh my god, she's so beautiful. Yes, you can do whatever you want. It's your gem. And then how many times have we come to Europe and people have been like, la-da-da, I have strong health feelings. Oh, my God, look at that lady with that multicolored hair. I have to have her. 
gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna I'm gonna change up everything. My whole <laughs> life I'm changing it because of that lady with the with the multicolored hair. I mean, it's just it. I, I just don't know how the show could have not prepared you for the moment when Victor was like, I hate everything about Americans. Oh, that American looks like a lady I used to know. Well, I love Americans now. I mean, <laughs> well, apparently I'm a dummy. Well, and not only that, but I think that, I don't know. I kind of felt like her parentage played into it too, where like he had these creepy possessive feelings and the only way to be able to to act on those creepy possessive feelings was to keep her in close proximity. And so the way to do that was to agree to let the recording go as nebulously agreed upon. Like, I don't know, but I kind of, I, I got the sense or, or maybe my projection onto it was like, Ooh, creepy feelings. He wants to keep, mm-hmm. he wants to, to do something about those creepy feelings. So he's going to, Oh yeah, that much yeah. is clear. Well, let's just move on here. We get the first music video of this episode called "Music and Dance." What do the two of you think of the song and the video? This is a repeat, right? No, mm, no, no. I think no, this is. Not. I think it the, is original the, to this. Huh. The next song. I knew, yeah. No, that's not a repeat either, is it? Mm, I'm pretty sure it is. When I looked both it up, both repeat songs. Okay, I'm the worst. I love how, how not prepared any of us are. Which is fine. It's hard to keep track of which songs are repeat. It doesn't really matter anyways. Um, I was really distracted by the animation of the song. I've got to be honest. Like, Jim's face was doing weird things. And so I found myself, rather than focusing on the music or focusing on the overall imagery i was looking at weird transformations that were happening to people's bodies um this was not it was not the best animation team i thought you know i i didn't have bad feelings about the song but overall i was looking at the animation yeah it's pretty terrible throughout yeah don't look at the animation even though like for this particular animation team the animation of the actual dancing was probably some of the best animation in the entire episode uh like just the way that everybody Mm -hmm. moved was kind of interesting um and i feel like they focused a lot on that which is what they often do and we've remarked upon this before is what they often do when they have episodes with dance is that they put a lot of energy into like getting the dancing to be looking really cool even if they don't put a lot of energy into the rest of the episode and so, yeah, this is clearly the C-Team animators, but I was, like, kind of impressed with how I was like, oh, look at the way they're all, like, moving around and stuff. Like, that was cool. But you're right. Like, Jem's face does weird things. Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah. But... You know what bothered me the most out of this? And maybe it's not fair to nitpick this, but the idea that one... Like, they have no crew filming this video, always- that it's just one person. Mm-hmm. It's just dance filming this entire music video. video. Like, no. Sorry. Or yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah video. video. That's who, that's why. Yeah, I'm... they always they always do that. She's always like filming with some crappy camcorder that they like try to convince us it's high tech. And I'm like, no. First of all, it's not. Second of all, use a tripod. Yeah. Like just once, just once, use a tripod because I don't believe that you're getting all these steady shots yeah. with that camera on your shoulder. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you'd have multiple camera yeah. operators. I mean, even Rio here, which is, I mean, this isn't the first time they've shown him do this. Or it's not the first time that they've 
made it look like there's no real crew there. But Rio is doing the sound engineering too, and I thought he was just the stage manager. So stage, you know, it's like it's that part is totally unrealistic of this show because when when you do when you record a live event or you're doing a music video, you always have people that have very, very specific tasks. Like they should have an audio engineer right. doing the audio. There should be some, there should be another person doing the, the overall like management of the crew. There should be multiple camera operators, but of course none of that is in there. Well, right. And also, I mean, but this show doesn't seem ever at all concerned with that kind of thing. I'm, witness the uh, presence of bass in all of their music and there's no bass. There's no bass player. Even when they decided, they were like, oh, somebody else is going to play a guitar-like instrument. It's still a guitar. It's not even a bass, but there's plenty of bass sure. in that music. It's, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But Okay, but I just want to talk about the actual song, okay? Because I love it. And I know the animation, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This song is great. I love the song. It's awesome. Um, and, and one of the things that I have always sort of gotten out of what they were trying to do with this song was they were talking about how in... Eastern Europe at the time, there was all of this artistic reunification. You know, like there was actual reunification happening, you know, slowly, like not always around the time that this was going on, but like the whole idea of, you know, exchanging ideas between the East and the West, like East is East and West is West is actually a quote from something. And, and I forgot to look it up before I started this episode, but it's like actually a, a quote from a famous thing about like, you know, what's going on between Eastern and Western Europe and, you know, all this stuff. So, there's it's it's about that in a sense because it's about how they're like we got some western music going on over here and we got some eastern european you know dancing going on over here and it's great and we're bringing our two cultures together and so i like that and also i just like the song like the song has a good melody i agree i think it's a pretty song um and i do like that in the video like as much as the animation is eye rolly I like what's going on in the video, which is dance and Stefan doing their thing. Like, I think that what they're what they're doing, like the video that they're making is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely like the song as well. Now, they make out at the very end of the video. And I they was wondering, kiss. is that supposed to be part of the it's video? It's a kiss. Or? It's not a make out. Like, a they're fine, not okay, sucking it's a, face. Okay, they kiss. It was just a kiss. No, okay, fine. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if that was part of the act or, or, or if that was genuine. Well, I'm sure it was genuine. I mean, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing about this video where we like there's no crew, there's only Rio over there on a soundboard, this video with her camcorder on her shoulder. There's also they put together this choreography uh-huh. awfully fast. That is some complex choreography involving multiple people and multiple stage scene changes. And they just put that together like yesterday? Oh yeah. It all just <laughs> falls into place. <laughs> Easy peasy. Ah. All right, so enough of the video. So what goes on next? Uh, help me out here. After the video, they're so they're in love. So they're so so. What happens is that so dance and Stefan are clearly clearly in love, and everybody's looking at them, going like, "Look at how in love they are." And Stefan asks dance out for dinner, and she's like, "Oh, I really wish I could go to dinner with you, but I can't." And the victor's like, "That's because she's having and dinner he with grab me." Her arm? Like, oh crap. He does. He's very yes. grabby. I don't like more it. More touching, more touching without consent. And he also like when when Stefan runs away crying, which I'm like, okay, dude, calm down. It's all right because she did say that she would like to have dinner with you, but whatever. Stefan like or um, Victor starts like rubbing her shoulder. Yeah, and like, yeah, and he's like, touch. and a good dinner will improve your spirits. <laughs> I like how the Stefan accent, or not, what what's his name? 
Victor, the Victor accent from Alex Victor. sounds like Dracula. I I appreciate that. <laughs> I think that it works on so <laughs> many levels. It does. Yes. Good evening. Yeah, I mean, th- pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Yeah, he's 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 not okay. By the way, uh, did either of you notice Dance's dress after that scene, the black and white dress? I don't think I did. I'm usually was like right on with the clothes. I did. It's really it's a really awesome dress, actually. Yeah, and and I was like, you wore that to dinner with Victor. You wasted like, it. Don't do that. But you know, whatever. She she came away unscathed, so I guess that's okay. Because we ha- we don't really get to see this dinner. Like, we see her coming back from the dinner in that really nice black and white dress. And then she gets that note about yes. the village of Bled. She must go to Bled. And Jem's like, I Bled, wonder but- who your unknown friend is. You know, we never do actually hear who's the I one who left did, that note I about the village of Bled. I was scratching my head. Who is this? It's somebody. Maybe it was one of those girl dancers who was like, ugh, you just need to know about Nadia. I mean, it's, this yeah. is or the- famous around here. But yeah, the, they don't. The lady dancer, the the principal, yeah, Vera, the yeah, the prima donna, yeah, yeah, maybe it was her. <sighs> well, obviously, dance is going to go to bled, and then it cuts to this scene. You know, Victor being creepy as always. He's in front of his fireplace. Oh there's a, there's a portrait of mm-hmm. Nadia, and he's holding up a glass of alcohol or wine or whatever it is and he's standing in front of the fireplace looking at this giant painting of Nadia and he's like Nadia my beautiful Nadia you ran away from me ugh I would too yeah that was not but your well, daughter yeah, but... will never leave this I, mean, I swear so gross. and then he smashes like... his glass on the ground I what I was like, do are we that rich that we just smash a crystal? But also that portrait of Nadia, like the big one, that was not the only yeah. picture of Nadia in that room. Like all of the pictures he was in that room were of Nadia, yeah. and there were at least ten of them. Oh, he's obsessed. He, like, he's, he's clearly obsessed. He's like been obsessed with this chick since you know whatever the seventies, the eight, the sixties, the time immemorial. He's been a creepy stalker of this poor woman. I mean, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Jem and Dance have this conversation with Victor about going to Bled, and I believe Jem asks him, you know, we're gonna need to, um, we're gonna need to go, and for some reason, Victor says, "I'm gonna go along." Well, they they want to take Stefan, and so Stephen, he's like, "Oh, right. I will go along yeah, and, to mm-hmm. to make sure that Stefan is okay." And I'm like, "Is Stefan not an adult?" But they're like, "Yeah, okay, sure, get on the train with us." I, why is Jem letting creepy men? travel with them because that's not okay it's in the julian alps julian alps is that a thing the village of bled yeah well yeah see this is what's really interesting about this episode as well is it takes place in a real place you know because like not always when they go to europe do they go to actual places because where i forget what the place was called where they went in the princess and the rock star whatever that was is like the prince Mm -hmm. and the proper ripoff thing i don't think that that was a real place um and then there was another one also where i was like we're not in a real place. We, they went to England, yeah, though. Paris that was, was real. real. Yeah, but there have been a couple but... of, of... Oh, shoot. I remember I remember ragging on the name a lot, but I can't remember what... Yeah, but there have been a couple that have been based off of real places, for sure. Right, but like they're not at, but they're not using the real place names. You're like, well, okay, mm-hmm. thanks. So, yeah, so that that was interesting. Um so yeah, the, I I'm I'm pretty sure there is a village named Bled somewhere. Like I pro- I bet if I go on Google Maps right now, I'm gonna find yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. 
So, uh, I don't think that they have, do they ever mention the name of this other older lady that Victor is seen with throughout this episode? Because in this next I scene, her name is Vera. Vera, I think okay. It's Vera. Because this I think next so. scene here, she's, you know, he's explaining, I'm going to go, I'm going to the city of Bled or the village of, of Bled, and I'm going because of Stefan, you know, because he's like, I need to babysit him, whatever. And she's, it's clear that that, that is Bolt crap and that's not the reason why he's going and she tells him you know and she seems kind of like an awful person but I, I feel bad for her because of the general way that he treats women he just kind of discards them when it's convenient and he's clearly obsessed with with Nadia and with her daughter now and she says to him you know she makes a fool of uh she makes a fool of you just like uh just like her mother yeah she's basically uh, Dance's mom's replacement for right, right, and he obviously did some kind of I, I the how I interpreted it was that he, Victor did some kind of favor to her to bolster her career. Did either of you find that? Well, yeah, because I mean, we it goes into it later, but basically, she's the one who helped him do all the terrible things that he did, and so right then. Um, that's why he made ah. her prima ballerina. And he, you know, he hints at that there at this, in this scene, because when she's like, I'll tell her what you did yeah. to her mother and her father. And he's like, no, you won't because you helped me and, and I will ruin you. He's like, I can, I can still ruin you. That, you know, I feel like this is such a, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily a trope and he or grabs, a stereotype. He grabs he her grabs, like, like, you yeah. know, he's by an the abusive arm. man. Yeah. He is super abusive. I, I feel like this is a trope, this whole idea that, like, the artistic director of the ballet, e- even in, like, you know, whatever big city, is so powerful <laughs> that he can ruin people's lives. But I do feel like that that's a thing that comes out of the 80s, you know? It, it comes out of, like, our ideas mm-hmm. about Eastern Europe in the 80s, is that there's these, like, powerful artistic directors that can ruin well, lives. That's, I, I don't know. With yeah. the Olympics, thinking about Romania in the Olympics um, like from my childhood and how it was like oh yeah Romania best gymnasts hard training blah 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 like I think that that it's the same kind of trope yeah yeah I think I I think you're right okay so the next scene on the train as they're traveling to the village of Bled uh, so it it's very clear that I mean, this happens so fast, but between Dance and Stefan, they're, they seem to be completely infatuated with each other. And uh, I think, is it Kimber that notices, you know, oh, they look, you know, they're clearly in love and they look, yeah, they look like good together. Yeah, like video is too busy filming out of windows. Yeah. That's what they do on the show. Making a documentary. Yeah. Right. Just filming out of windows. But yeah, Kimber's like, oh, look at them. They're so cute together. And then, of course, we get a song. Yes, Falling in Love with a Stranger is the next song. And it's actually the final song in this episode. And I just looked it up, and this is mm-hmm. original to this episode. This is this is not a repeat, just like uh, Music and Dance is not a repeat. Music and, and Dance is the last song. I As I was... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's technically same. a repeat okay, yeah, because yeah. it's what we heard. And yeah. <laughs> it's the same one, but yeah. So, but with falling in love with a stranger, okay, I really love this song. I can talk about why I love it in a minute. But <laughs> this song, it's like dance yes. theme song. 
It's Dance's Thieves. It is. Anything is a dance I know you have feelings about that. Tell me your feelings, Jolene. Tell me. Like, it's. It's. I have feelings about the way girls are raised in, you know, the United States and other similar cultures. And this kind of like. I feel like this was the precursor to the Disney princess movement where, you know, girls are supposed to be romantic and fall in love and think about their boyfriend and think about the boy they're going to marry and pick out their wedding dress and have their engagement rings and be treated like royalty. And, and, and it really bothers me a lot because that's, I, I don't know if I would I would say this is the precursor to that movement because I th- I think that was a thing that had that had been happening for I'm not saying this while. specifically I'm saying that this is a symptom of it I'm not saying like this one oh, episode sure. of Jim and the Holograms is <laughs> this is everything. the moment yeah well ge- definitely gender gender roles have been a thing for a very long time and have been maybe emphasized less so now slightly but well, yeah that's that's but, been a problem but what i'm saying is that there was a huge shift from the 80s to the 90s in this like princess culture that is what i'm saying when i was growing up in the 80s mm-hmm. we did not have like princess dresses like we have now like halloween costumes were not all princess dresses and i feel like this type of uh, encouragement led to like it, it why not take it a step further you know we already have girls socialized to think that um that they need to fall in love and they need to you know fall in love young and and all of these things and i just think that you know where we are now is the continuation of that like obviously but so that's that's my beef with this song is that the the person in me who grew up in the 80s who was not very girly and who uh has never had a relationship where it's like all been easy and fallen into place and and whatever and so you hear like the stuff about falling in love with a stranger and it's like well but why don't you get to know each other first? Why don't you why don't you fall in like with a stranger? And I know that doesn't make for a good song, but you could fall in like with him and get to know him and do the things on the train. And I don't think if you know, like hook up with him, whatever, that's fine. But like fall in like like with him and get to know him. And um I know that's not as romantic, but I did like the melody of the song. I'm sure that if I could turn that part of my brain off, I would like the song itself, but that part of my brain just doesn't shut up. So well, you know, I, I I agree with everything that you just said. And I think that part of it is that if if we hadn't seen dance do this every, every time. time, you know, because it was, you know, the first time it was kind of like, oh, okay, whirlwind, weird thing. And then the second time mm-hmm. it was with that Robin Hood guy. And then even in that episode, she was like, whoa, 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 sir. Like, I can't stay here with you because I just met you and I don't believe in whirlwind romances. But then, like, the next time she just whirlwind romanced off with some other dude. And now I, I think that there was a time in between Robin and this that that happened. But I could be wrong. I could be misremembering. But I feel like it wouldn't be as bad if this was, yeah. like, the first time that Dance had done this. Because, you know, this guy 
is the type of guy that I would think if you weren't like a serial falling in love with a stranger person, like he's also a dancer, you know, you can, and, and there are some people when they meet, they, ha- they do have that immediate spark and you can have that falling in love with a stranger moment where you're just like, Oh wow. I'm mm-hmm. super overwhelmed by my feelings of like for you. And, and yeah, so I feel like if it was not in context with everything else, it could be fine. But my listening to this song now, I was like, wow, in context with everything else we've seen dance do. Right. Like, why do they keep doing this to her? They keep, I think they keep doing this to her because they can't do it with Jem because Jem has a boyfriend. And for some reason, they don't want to do it to any of the other well, holograms the, either. Already, well, I guess Rhea isn't paired off. Um, Kimber has Stormer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really odd that like they, they continuously choose dance for this particular type of story. Yeah. And it's weird. But, it, you know. But I, I just, I love the, I love the concept of this song only because I do think that sometimes you get sort of blindsided by finding a person who's like, who really is a stranger. She's like, they don't know you, you don't know them, but you just have like some sort of sudden connection to them. I like that idea. But I also agree that like, it's pushed too much that that's like some sort of mm-hmm. romantic ideal as opposed to like some weird thing that sometimes happens, but it's not really necessarily the basis for a good relationship. But I do love my favorite line in the song is the last one because the stranger is Aww, no stranger to your sweet. heart. That is pretty I love sweet. that line. And I do have to say for all of my criticism, like my husband and I moved in together after we knew each other for three weeks. Like, so... That seems almost but, unheard of. Are you insane? No, no, no. But I mean, that, I was going to say that sounds really lesbian of and you. And then, That's you know, we awesome. got married uh, uh, like six years later. But <laughs> we moved in together after three weeks. So I don't have a lot of room to talk here. It's just what are we teaching, I guess. Okay. So after the video, Victor goes to have a private conversation with... Stefan well, he breaks them up. They're like at the back of the train. He does. He's like, can I, can I speak with him privately? They're having a moment. Dance and Stefan are clearly having a moment. Looking out into the horizon. And Victor the, disrupts the Alps him. And, and it must be cold out there, but they're out there anyway because they want to kiss. Also, and then Victor interrupts everything. Because ugh. he's having daydreams of Nadia. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, so Victor tells Stephanie, you know, know, Giselle, she's not for you. And Stephanie gets defensive and says, but you don't own me or Giselle. You know, you may be my artistic director, but I'm going to do what I like. Good for him. I mean, yay. Yeah, good for Stefan. But if this dude is so powerful, I don't know, maybe Stefan's family is powerful enough that Stefan's like, whatever. You know, he gives Stefan a direct threat. He says, you know, you've been warned. You know, and I I wonder what was going through Stefan's mind at that moment. Like, what is this guy going to do? He's threatening me. Stefan was going, you don't own me. I'm not just one of your (laughs) many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with mm-hmm. other girls. <laughs> so they w- did you notice when they got off the train that just like dinky little rundown station that has this sign that says bled. Okay, look. Sometimes people don't have a lot of money for like some very fancy very true. train station. It's very true. But I want to point out at this point that the village of bled exists. 
It does. It's a it. real thing. It. What is the population? It is a real thing. I don't know. Nah, it doesn't matter. So they get off the train it, and it's kind of eerie outside. You can see like the fog is happening and through the uh, the haze of the fog, there's a, there's a house there. Well, I mean, it's an inn. It's an inn. Okay, fine. It's an inn in a it's small town. Inn. Oh, by the way, the population is um, a little over 6,000 okay, people. Okay, so it's ti- it is a village. It's tiny. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and Stefan asks Dance here about her father, and she tells him, you know, I never knew my father. He died before I was born. And that's when I got really confused while watching this. I'm like, wait, her father's dead, I thought? Yeah, so anyways... We've been through that, but I was very confused. It happens. Okay, and where are we? Okay, so they're at the the at the inn, and it looks like it's the next day now. Uh, they're having some uh, breakfast here, and Dance asks one of the servants where the Dvorak's uh, live, if they're nearby. And he says, I don't know anyone by that name. Please Smooth. excuse me. Like, he was clearly intimidated yeah. by Victor. But what I don't understand is that why why was the small child in the room also not intimidated by Victor? Like Victor didn't cover his bases very well. You know, you could tell that like in the night after they arrived, he went up to him and he was like, if they ask about the Dvorak's, you tell them nothing because I'm Victor. And he was like, oh, yes, sir. But like nobody told the child, like you got to cover all your bases if you're going to cover stuff up, Victor. Come on. He's a bad yeah. villain. What if, what was up with the clothes that kid had? Mm-hmm. Just a strange know, outfit. Clothes. Look, it's a village That's in the true. Alps. He's not dressing for anybody. He doesn't read the latest Vogue. Yeah. Well, the, so the kid ends up telling them that the Dvorak's are farming people, and I guess gives him, must give, he must have given them the directions because in the next scene, they show up at this farm, and we see an older gentleman uh, hammering away at something. I'm not sure if that was a pelt or what. Uh, but uh, apparently mm-hmm. the Dvorak's have been farmers for 200 years. This guy is Johan, or not Johan, Johan, I guess that's per- how he pronounces his name, mm-hmm. right? Johan D- Dvorak. And she explains, Stance explains that uh, her name is Giselle. She's the daughter of Nadia Dvorak. And he, and like the, the way they, <laughs> I get he, this is supposed to be an emotional moment and the the voice actor sounds more convincing than the animation because this like the character really isn't moving that much and suddenly like tears are flowing from his eyes. Yeah, there are a lot of tears and like, flowing, inst- in and, this and they like instantly show up. It's just like the way it's animated; mm-hmm. it's it's really kind of crappy. Yeah, I mean, well, but the animators <laughs> are like they really love tears. I mean, even in the the very first scene where we go to the ballet and Victor is telling the ballerinas that they look like elephants or whatever, they're also crying in that scene. There's a Their tears are flowing down their faces. I was like, oh God, don't cry in front of him. It's just going to make it worse. Yeah. Don't cry in front of bullies, ladies. Yeah. And so this Johan guy and Victor go off to have this conversation. Why are they having this conversation? Is that clear? Wait a minute. No, they don't go off to have a conversation. Like basically... What happens is, is, you know, he hugs Dance. He says, I'm your great grandfather. And he's like so happy to see her. And he's like, who are your friends? And then Victor immediately steps forward. He's like, I'm Victor. I'm from the ballet. And then the grandfather like steps back and he's like, well, I guess you all can come in or whatever. And he walks off. And I think that he like, 
he walks off and Victor walks beside him because Victor is trying to intimidate him, but I don't think they walk off together to have a conversation. Don't walk off with Victor. Okay, and Dance is upset. It looks like she doesn't have a very good feeling about being there, which I totally understand. I mean, she's like unraveling like slowly you know things about her past that she doesn't she doesn't like know about her mother or father you know she never met them she doesn't remember them at least right but here's the thing i i'm annoyed at how unobservant everyone mm-hmm. is because that's like, every they've already sort of well, yeah, that's true. Because, like, they've already grokked that Victor is, like, weirdly obsessed with dance. Like, they've already seen that and remarked on it. But nobody thinks it's weird that Giselle's grandfather was super happy to see her until Victor introduced himself. Like, nobody thought that. Nobody thought to keep an eye on Victor. Nobody thought to be like, why did that one dude back at the inn say he didn't know who the Dvorak's were and then ran away while the kid was able to offer us up information that clearly everybody knows? I just it's just painful how unobservant these people are for the point of the for the purpose of the plot. Yeah. And they're so they they're all having dinner together at holograms uh and uh Johan and his his family here and Dance asks uh to be excused after explaining you know who she is and the kids like oh you're 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 you must be like Nadia and she asks to be excused she's upset and ends up talking to well Stefan goes out to you know see what's wrong and she starts crying and says that you know they they don't want me here I mean that's mm-hmm. cuz the old lady was like yeah she Meh. seemed a little bit crotchety Meh. well you know she knows that this dude can ruin her life as Johan finally explains yeah but i think it's a bit of a leap where Dan says you know they hate me cuz that's because she's well, unobservant. There are many emotions. But I mean, because I mean, even like you know, after she says that, Johan actually comes. I mean, obviously, I guess he's the great grandfather. He he goes outside. At least he's observing. He sees that Dance is upset and goes out to talk to her. And he actually says to her, "You know, we're very happy to see you." Here's the thing: I don't get the next thing he tells her. Mm-hmm. She asks, like, why? She has something about like why, yeah. and he's like, uh. I can't tell you, uh, or he says, you know, that Victor, he can ruin us. She's like, well, why is Victor your enemy? He's like, oh, I can't tell you, but I could take yeah. you to somebody. Well, who he can. tells like, her okay, that, they are, that they're peasants. So I guess that has some impact because right, he's this man well, of wealth and influence. Right. But okay, here's the thing, though. That was just a way for the writer to get us to the mountain man. Like there was no reason for him not to have just told that story, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah well he actually in his exact words uh johan describes victor as a very powerful enemy but a very powerful enemy how he says i could lose my farm and then next of course uh-huh. artistic directors man they just have so much power in yugoslavia Apparently. I just, uh, maybe i need to go to the former yugoslavia <laughs> and get me some artistic director director power it's like I well, run all kind the of writing a, a in really this town. American view of how again, like Eastern European countries worked at the time. Like everything was a dictatorship yeah. and yeah. uh and people in power had power, absolute power over everything and um 
I, I, I don't know how it actually was, but that seems like a very stereotypical Western view of the political climate at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next, Johan says, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take you to see this mountain man. This mountain man. Who is this mysterious mountain man? I just don't know who it could possibly be. But Jem is like, well, I'll stay here and look after Victor. I'm like, yeah, you do that because somebody wants you on the mountain because you'll just get into danger and then Rio will have to save you. But in a shocking twist, Victor was outside the whole time listening to them and... Rio's like, I have to go after him. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that, you know, when Rio goes after him, he doesn't say to the two ladies who are sitting right there, like Giselle's family, the Dvorak's, he doesn't even say to them, which way do I go? Like, you're just going to walk off into the Alps yeah, he, in that thing. I was going to say, he's not wearing. prepared at all. He hasn't changed his outfit. He's wearing, like, denim jeans and, like, this jacket and right. a T-shirt. And it's there's snow. It's got Rio. to be cold. So he goes after he goes after Victor, and uh, we see Stefan Johan and dance there, and they walk along this path, and and Victor's pulling a misfits uh, uh, action here, and he ends up trying. <laughs> it really try, is. He try, tries to kill them flat out by by, and he's on basically like the precipice of this uh, uh, unstable part of the mountain that's that's being covered with ice and snow. Right and Victor and uh, he gets tackled by by Rio. And then they end up getting um, they end up rolling down the side of the mountain. Then there's a bit of a avalanche. Well, not a bit. There's a huge avalanche, and Dance's life is put in peril. And at least Rio. I mean, because Rio is you know say what you want about Rio, but he you know he doesn't want to see another human life perish even though victor is a complete scumbag but he grabs his arm and 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 saves him but but dance uh is uh kind of swept away from the avalanche here and they go after to to help her and she's unconscious and so they rush her back to the cabin you get probably a concussion well, they they rush her back to uh, where I, they they plan on rushing her back to the cabin, and suddenly the, suddenly mountain, the man mountain man shows up, who looks like Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. It's a he's good a ginger. Oh, mountain man, and he helps to dig dance I'm out mountain of the men snow. And Yeti. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually was kind of surprised yeah. the Yeti didn't show up to be like, "Oh, my friends." And I and I realized that the Yeti is in a completely different part of the world, but I just really, I could have seen the Yeti showing up. But instead it was a mountain man. I have questions about this mountain man. I'm like, why does he live up in the mountains instead of with his family on the family farm? Maybe he heard yeah. a rumor about some people being in town and he needed to go check them out because one had a disturbingly familiar description. I just, <laughs> there's so many coincidences in this episode. I just can't. Yeah. Well, let's not get too hung up on them because we could be here for hours doing that. So they're back at the mountain man's cabin and Dance is okay, but she's warming up by the fire. And when the mountain man takes a look at her, he is completely shocked. He has this visible look of shock on his face and he's like, no, it cannot be. And Johan says, you know, she's not Nadia, Peter. But she is your daughter. Yeah. Surprise! Like, no. She's your daughter. Ah, she's come here to pain me. So, okay. Yeah. Then so, she said. Then this is where I could, they haven't explained it yet. But he's Peter, the mount, aka the mountain man. He says, you know, she's 
you know, she's Nadia's and I like, I don't want any part of this. Here's okay. Peter's story. Let's talk about this a little bit. Cause Peter, he's like, no, she's coming here to torture me. Uh, and he's like, you know, putting his hand to his forehead because his grandfather has brought this girl who looks like Nadia, who's his daughter. And she's like, no father, why? And he's like, no, get away from me. And then he tells her the story of what was going on. And the story is that Nadia was, you know, the prima ballerina, the Zagreb ballet, and she was the apple of Victor's eye. And then we see that Victor used to be a dancer because we see him dancing with Nadia in the sepia-toned past. And Nadia does indeed look like dance. She looks like every <laughs> other woman on the show, but we'll move past that. Um, but it's, you know, and so he's like, as much as she was dedicated to dance, she was even more dedicated to me. And she loved Peter. And Victor was like, no, don't go with that guy because I want you to be completely devoted to dance. But of course, we know that that's not really mm-hmm. what Victor wanted. Victor wanted Nadia to be completely devoted to him. But for some reason, Peter actually doesn't really grok this. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it is unrealistic that Peter didn't know that Victor was obsessed with this woman. I, I really find that to be incredulous. Mm-hmm. But whatever. So Nadia is like, I'm getting married. And she does. And there's Even actually like Victor a really forbade great... It. Victor was like, no. And she's like, F you. And there's actually a really pretty, you know, background um, of yeah, a stained glass nice. window in that wedding scene, that like three second wedding yeah. scene. And I'm like, somebody took a lot. Yeah. Somebody took a lot of time to make that. And it was like in there for three seconds. So go appreciate it, listeners. Anyway. And then Vic, and then we found out that Peter was a doctor. Yes. Framed and, for something there he was didn't like, do. Rob, right. Stealing like he, penicillin. Somebody stole the penicillin and then he was framed for stealing the penicillin and selling it on the black market. And, and then he was like, and I was in jail and I wrote letters I, to Nadia. I, and she never uh, went back to me. She abandoned me. Tell okay. me your things. Cause I'm so sure they'll things. be with my yeah, things. I was like, yeah. Cause Peter's like all this time. He's like, she abandoned me. I'm like, sir, sir, you were framed in, I believe it was like a communist controlled country at the time you were framed in a communist controlled country uh, for something that you didn't do. And there was a dude who didn't want you to marry the woman that you married. And then she like somehow stopped writing to you. It should not be shocking. He lied. He clearly lied about it because he actually said that not only had Peter been arrested, but he was shot. Right. Like Victor. Yeah. Victor told that tonight, but I'm just, I'm focusing on like Peter's point of view here. Why didn't Peter understand that Nadia was one in danger and two, the reason why she wasn't writing back to him is because she ran away because her husband got arrested for something that he didn't do. Like in the political climate that they have, you know, sort of shown us here, there's a lot of corruption going on. Like Peter should have realized that Nadia didn't just abandon him, that maybe Nadia ran away. And so I find it really annoying that Peter's like, I've hated right. her all yep. this time because she abandoned yep. me. I'm like, oh, I was you right there. suck. And, and like, how? Ugh. How idiotic is Peter that he's, you know, Rio's like, well, where, where did you send these letters that you've been writing all the, all those years? He's like, to the, he's like, to the Zagreb <laughs> right. Ballet. I'm like, dude, like, what are you the doing? guy, the guy, the antagonist of this story, the guy that doesn't like you, that obviously like forbade your marriage to Nadia, you send it to the right. one place where your enemy is. What do you think he's going to do with those letters? Right, like send them home. Send those letters home. Or when you didn't hear from Nadia, maybe write letters to your family and say, hey, could you all tell me what happened to Nadia because she's mm-hmm. not answering my letters? But no, you just were bitter all this time. I was like, you know what, Peter? You deserve yeah. to be alone on a mountain because you're dumb. He is dumb. And he said, he's like, you know, I spent all those years hating Nadia. Yeah. It's like, uh, ugh, and didn't you know impossible. her? You, 
maybe you were strangers who fell in love and you just didn't know each other all that well. And, and so you automatically assume the worst of her because you didn't have a higher opinion of her character because you obviously didn't know her well enough, which is why I don't like the song in the middle. <laughs> there you go. Bring it right on back. I'm with you, Aline. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> strangers. And he's still... <sighs> You know, and Dan, so then, and Dance is is pleading with her father. You know, you know, come back with me to Zagreb. Let's let's try to clear your your name. He says there's no proof, and that Victor could have, you know, made it even worse for him. And he and he basically says, you know, leave me alone, go away. The very sight of you pains me. Shirk, he's so terrible. Oh my god. But here's the other thing. So. After he tells his stupid story of woe, of stupid woe, then Dance tells him what happened to Nadia afterwards. She's like, you know, Victor told her that you had died. And I was like, okay, since when have you known that Victor was the dude who told her this? Because she acted like she didn't know Victor at all. That, you know, she's like, oh, you knew my mother? Like, we have had no indication up to this point that she even knew that Victor existed. But suddenly she's like, oh, Victor told her that you were dead. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. That That's a plot hole. And then she's like, and then she discovered she was pregnant. And then she was afraid of the political climate at the time because her husband had been, you know, shot for something stupid. And so she left and then mm-hmm. she had me. And I'm like, how do you know all this? I mean, I know that it's like, it's clear that she had some sort of something, you know, communication with her mother before her mother disappeared because they don't say when her mother no. disappeared. It wasn't when she was a baby, but so they don't they don't say exactly when. But it's just, I'm like, where this story, your half of the story, like, yes, these are things that we needed to know, but how do you know all of this yeah. in order to be able to tell it? That, and the fact that you just didn't know anything, at, like, ugh. Uh, ah! Okay. Buttles. All right. So uh, the, the next scene here, Vera's telling, this, this is so ridiculous, but once again, Victor's trying to frame someone. In, the, in this scene, he's putting some kind of top secret defense plans in video's bag to try to make the hologram seem like they're spies like who's gonna buy that story that this american band is there that they're a bunch of spies mm-hmm. i believe this is more of that eastern european stereotype yeah, no that kidding Marie was mentioning before like they're just gonna be like americans mm-hmm. they're always trying to steal a defense plan <laughs> I, I was like how did he get defense plans and then, of course, so they get arrested before they get on the train at Spies. And the well, police officers like, Rio gets Rio, arrested. Rio gets arrested. Rio and Video okay. get arrested. Jim <laughs> and the holograms run away like they always Sometimes. do. Sometimes. Yeah. And Rio is like, Jim, run. <laughs> Jim, like, run. You're in a, the, the, she, Yeah. Yeah, they were, the holograms, the rest of the holograms run away and there's, conveniently there's a giant museum there by this uh, train station and they end up <laughs> hiding in the museum using synergy to turn them into no. like statues, holographic statues. I'm, I'm really that mad happened to look exa- that one of the people... <laughs> why are these statues in the middle of this hallway and why do they look like the look. holograms? No, no, no. I was really mad that one of the policemen didn't stop and go like, oh, I hate modern art. Before oh, that would have been great. That would have been great. That would have been amazing. <sighs> so Victor explains, after this, this ridiculous chase scene, he explains to Stefan and Dance that the rest of the holograms have been arrested as spies. It's very disappointing. 
and of course he does and there's this whole blackmail thing of you know right he's like he you have to give up yeah. Stefan and you have to stay here and dance for me and she's like well I guess I have to and I'm like okay first of all embassies exist yes the state department exists come on mm-hmm. is this I think this is more of the stereotype well, it's Absolutely. also a quick resolution European countries work yeah, and Vera looks upset here because she's like, "No, Victor, I'm your prima ballerina. You can't, you can't make dance your prima ballerina." But and he completely ignores her, just like talks over her. Right. Look, the fact that she didn't see that coming. It should have been obvious. I mean, what, right? Like it should have been obvious from the moment that she showed up, and also the moment where he's like trying to, you know, keep her in the country by framing her friends. What did she think Victor was going to do? Just settle for saying, well, Dan, you have to sleep with me. That's that's not, Victor yeah. is not. I, okay. And then we get an awesome, awesome action scene because Dan's biological father shows up and says, I will not let you destroy my daughter. And then tackles Victor and they end up mm-hmm. smashing through a bookcase or just, something. Yeah, and it, it's, it's the it creepy like a secret, secret room. room. Is that a panic room? With all the pictures of... Yeah. Ah, all of his yeah, letters. Yeah, all the pictures of Nadia. Yeah, all of yep. his letters have been hidden in this panic room. And the di- right, with the pictures right, of the letters just that happen they to rain. To just be right there like, "Oh my god, here they are." Yeah. Now they can clear Victor or clear uh <laughs> Peter's name. Right, because the inspector shows up magically because Gem of the it's holograms like a, went to that cultural attaché. <laughs> it's like a Scooby Doo episode. They like, find everything out at the <laughs> end. Uh oh. Gosh, Scoob. <laughs> It's so true. And I love how like they smash with this wall and the letters are there and then you know Jem runs in with the inspector and somebody's like, "Look, those defense plans, copies of the defense plans." I'm like, "How did you know mm-hmm. what that was that was?" Yeah. Just, he, did he just have them on the desk like defense plans yeah. like written in and, English. And Victor's trying to <laughs> get out of this sticky situation but it's not working the, the police chief or whoever this guy is doesn't want to hear it and says enough the Americans are free right well that's because the Vera lady she's like it's all true it's all true because I I helped him and you're like oh yeah she's gonna go to jail too but she's really she's really mad that Victor tried to throw her over and she said she's like you tried to throw me over for not his daughter mm-hmm. it's like well mm-hmm. did you not when she first showed up, you knew that was going to happen, right? How did you not know? Yeah. She's not been watching enough Gem of the Holograms to kn- have known that that was going to happen. So the next scene here, this is the... There are only two music videos in this episode here. And uh, the next one... I'm confused. Did, didn't we mm-hmm. already get music and dance? Yes, it's, uh, a, it's repeat a repeat of music Got it. and okay. dance. But see, but what's interesting is like it's a repeat, but it's not a repeat of the footage that they shot before. It's like more it's, different yeah, it's interesting. of dance and stuff. Two and different dancing. music videos. Well, I mean, I think that they just came back to the ballet and they just decided to do it again because they're like, well, the footage from earlier was shaky <laughs> because somebody needs a do tripod. Yeah. And so they decided to shoot some more stuff. But at least with this one, like, you know, they they get to sort of the end of the song and then like the instrumental plays and you see Rio and Peter uh, in the wings of the, the ballet and Rio saying, oh, you're going to come back to America. And he's like, yes, now that, you know, Victor's in jail, I've been cleared, I can travel again and we're going to find Nadia together. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. 
And how did you find the video, the content of the video in comparison to what we got for the first version of this? Yeah. And dance. It's, I guess it's not that different. I mean, dance and Stefan are primarily the foca- focal point of this. They're dancing very sexily. I, well, not same sexually. as before. I don't know. What did it you was, think, Celine? There were little things that I noticed. It noticed it. Sorry, there were little things that I noticed that I appreciated or didn't like. But oftentimes, I was distracted by the animation. So, so this episode abruptly ends really. Yeah. I feel a bit. Yeah, because at the end of the video, it's like, you know, so what are you going to do now? Peter says, "Um, you know, I'm going to, I guess, come, I'm going to come back to America with, uh, uh, with dance. You know, now that I've been, my name has been cleared, I can, I can travel. And then it's like, okay, bye. Episode ends. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, they're going to find her mother. And that's, you know, it's sort of hopeful. They're going to find her mother and dance is finally going to settle down with one of these European dudes she keeps picking up. Do we ever get closure? I feel like the rest of the season, like there's no other, we don't really find out who her mother is, do we? I don't know. Yeah, that's... Did they uh, have plans for a fourth season and just didn't... Pro- wow, well, I would like imagine they're... so. Yeah. They probably got canceled prematurely because the way the way season three ends, it, I... it doesn't make any sense. Suddenly the misfits like Ooh. call a truce with Shh. the holograms and it's never explained. Wait, wait, you're getting ahead of it. No spoilers, uh, okay, no spoilers, fine. but listen... Listen, so here's the thing. I think that they might have been thinking ahead and saying, oh, well, we might have some episodes, many episodes ahead of us. And so they might have decided to like roll back around to this. There's There have been a couple other things that, that made me think like, oh, I think that they, they thought they were going to have more episodes that they could do. But then they were like, oh, well, cancellation for whatever reason. I mean, who knows? Like G.I. Joe went on for much longer than this. And I feel like G.I. Joe was a vastly uh, inferior show. So I don't know what that was about. But... I do feel like this was something yeah, that maybe they thought there were just they were so many to come back to, like clash. I didn't feel like that whole situation got a resolution, and now like this thing is kind of left hanging, and it it does feel like they were leaving room for for more. Hmm. Well, I guess a lot of those questions could be answered in the IDW comic book series. They're different, but not really because those don't they're not like a follow-up it's not, a, it's not canon right this. they're they're starting over right it's, a, it's reboot. a reboot i mean it is canon it's canon for that but it's a reboot and mm. so it's like it's again i haven't different. read them so i don't know they don't, have they introduced dance in the comic i am really far behind i don't think all so the characters sure. are there yet yeah okay well anyway so that that's yeah, a discussion for another you. show but we'll we sh- we will find yeah. out but you know we can just we can say i think that it is okay for us to say that Dance and her father traveled across America on a train <laughs> and they say, Taking a train. Oh, I no. Have got a train. No. Taking a train. No. Taking a train. So they did that. And finally, like they stopped somewhere and somebody walked up to the train and they were like, The passengers have asked us to ask you to stop singing that song. And they're like, and and then Dance is like, Mom? And she's like, oh, my God, it's my daughter. And my husband, who I thought was dead. This yeah. is a great day for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, but they so did go to Disneyland. That's how I imagined like, that whole thing went. Congratulations. Okay. You've been proven not to be an enemy of the state and been reunited with the daughter that you hated because by proxy stuff. What are you going to do now? 
we're going to go to Disneyland. I mean, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Yay. So closing thoughts for me, I thought overall, I thought this episode was pretty good. There were some things that bugged me. Uh, I did feel the ending was a little abrupt, but I'm just thankful that they kind of filled in this backstory of this character that doesn't really get a lot of time since Jem seems to be the focal point of this series, obviously, because her name is on the brand. But it, it was good. Yeah, thought, it, it was okay. It was definitely, I wish for better animation. but Oh, the animation, yes. Certainly that could have been better. Yeah, but at least the script this time, I mean, there were there were a few problems, but yeah. the script was pretty consistently okay. Yeah, I agree. And I thought that like the, the situation, just everything that went on, I, this is one of my favorite episodes. I've always loved this episode. You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. I'm Alex Knight, joined by Aline Sims, as always. And if you'd like to check out all of the stuff that Aline does, you can follow her on Twitter at A-L-E-E-N. You can check out her lovely podcast on the Relay Podcast Network, which is relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. And her writing, of course, is on alinemean.com. Ktepas Bradford, you're on Twitter as well at Tiny Tempest, and I don't know if you. By the way, just as an aside, I don't know if you use the official Twitter app, but they just rolled out the uh, what they what they're calling the Twitter quality features or quality. I don't remember exactly what they're calling it, but I know you had some very interesting <laughs> tweets. A bit of a tweet storm last week, which we talked about on another podcast uh, here at hologram radio uh, if you want to check that out about what's happening with twitter abuse what they are and aren't doing about it you can check out episode 51 of the impromptu uh ktempestbradford.com that's all of your writing links to your social media youtube channel tempest challenge which everyone should subscribe to you should also check out tempest other podcast here at hologram radio called the right gear if you're interested in writing if you are a writer or you just like books and you like listening to interviews with uh, writers you know listening to their workflows how they get their process done all that sort of stuff geeky stuff like pens and paper and which ones work the best the tools that writers use, which a lot of people seem to care about, including me, except I don't use pen and paper. I know. I'm sorry. I'm shaking my head. Yes. What, you want me to buy a typewriter? Is that what you want? Maybe. And as far as this podcast is concerned, if you'd like to share your support for uh, the Gemcast and this podcast network at large, please head over to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and become a regular donator. Donating every month is the single best way to show your support for what we do here because what we do is not free, unfortunately. So we have things like server costs, bandwidth costs, all that sort of stuff. Please do that. It would be much appreciated. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player of choice. If you do use iTunes, please take a moment, leave a rating for us, and uh, we will give you a shout out on a future episode of this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Gem Podcast on Twitter. And under the same name, if you head up to Facebook, just type in Gem Podcast, you should be able to find us, like our page like us follow us everywhere instagram we're on there as well if you'd like to send feedback to 
either of, well, all three of us, Aline, Tempest, and myself, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way to gemcast at hologramradio.org. And until next week, show's over, Synergy.